another episode of the Weekly Rundown presented by the Minnesota Daily. I'm your host, Nolan O'Hara. We spent the last couple weeks on the podcast talking about the Gophers men's basketball team, but this week we're going to shift into another Gophers season that's starting starting up now, the volleyball team. Um, so I'm joined with a familiar voice on the podcast, Brendan O'Brien, who covered football for us this fall, is covering volleyball for us here this spring with the delayed season because of the pandemic, and it's good to have you back on the podcast. How's it going? I'm doing well, Nolan. Glad to be back after a uh, couple months away. Glad to have something uh, new to cover this spring, so it'll be fun. For sure. It's exciting. I know I had a lot of fun uh, covering this team last year um, They went when they went 27-6 and six and, and earned a Final Four appearance, uh, beating you know Fairfield, Creighton, Florida, and Louisville in the tournament. Uh, but, you know, they did lose in the Final Four to Stanford, who who won the national championship. But it was a really fun season, and they've returned a lot of their uh, roster from that Final Four campaign this season um, and added the top-ranked recruiting class um, going into this year. Um, and so far, so good. They're 4-0. They haven't dropped a single set yet. And kind of just looking at these newcomers in particular, you know, this top-ranked recruiting class, I guess what have you seen from them so far? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing that I've seen, but also that's been really important that Coach Hugh McCutcheon has um, mentioned and a lot of the players have mentioned in some of these um, early on uh, media availabilities is that there's a lot of depth within this roster. Um, Melanie Schaffmaster is uh, one of the freshmen that came in. She's been starting at setter, but they still have uh, two other um, really capable setters um, along with her that could come in and play at, at any time. Um, Melanie's played, I think, in every single set uh, to start the season, and she really hasn't come out uh, except for one set, I believe. Um, so they also have some really good hitters um, and depth there. Uh, not only do they have uh, Stephanie Samity and Adana Rollins returning, they have Taylor Landfair, who is a freshman, a part of that um, number one ranked recruiting class. She's also the number one rated recruit um, overall in the country. So obviously you're going to add some depth there. Um, I also think what these newcomers add, where there's a really important example, is early on in the very first match, it's the second set um, against Michigan State, and they were up by a little bit, and then Michigan State went on a run to tie it at 16, I want to say. And uh, McCutcheon made um, some double subs. He moved out, um, I want to say, Samity, uh, Rollins, and I believe uh, Shaftmaster. And then he put in um, some bench players, and it kind of looked like he was just resting up some players during the set that they looked tired and maybe... Um, what, you know, we're just thinking, okay, maybe Michigan State's going to steal momentum here and maybe take this set, but we'll come back and make sure that we're well-rested for the rest of this match. But uh, that substitution that he made actually helped propel the team to win. They're, they really didn't miss a beat, and they won in a tight set. But I think overall the newcomers just add a different element where this team uh, is able to um, compete with – almost whoever, whoever they put out on the court. Yeah, for sure. And, 
You know, you mentioned the depth at setter, and that was something that kind of intrigued me before the season. Um, because last year, um, they had, you know, they had graduated uh, Samantha Seliger Swenson, who was one of the best setters in the country, and and bring in Kylie Miller, who who started out really strong and then got injured, and there was kind of a rotation at setter with Bailey McMenamin and Tamara DeLonga, and and it was just kind of that rotation ever since, even when Kylie came back. Um, so one thing I was interested in looking at this season, if that was something McCutcheon would go with again, with Shaftmaster, they brought in a transfer setter in Hunter Atherton, and then they still had McMenamin. Um, so I was curious to see that, but it hasn't been that so far. It's been Shaftmaster kind of taking the lead there, I guess. What has McCutcheon said about what she brings to the team, and kind of what have you seen from her in these first four games that kind of earned her that starting spot? Yeah, the biggest thing that um, stood out to me from what um, McCutcheon said about her was after the first match, uh, he was just asked about her play and her first start, and he just said that she was really set uh, steady and just setting up a lot of uh, the talented hitters really well. Um, and I think it's important that they do have a good setter just because they have three really good hitters who can unleash, unload on the ball at almost any point in the match. So it is important to have a setter who can, um, you know, set them up well uh, to attack on the ball. And uh, that's one thing that I think if she continues to play steady like she has been, um, then I'm sure McCutcheon will kind of uh, continue to. Um, give her that opportunity uh, if they feel like they can improve with other players too, or if they feel like they need to do what they did against Michigan State, sub some players out, bring in some new uh, players and kind of um, get some rest and have some uh, new faces in there, they might do that as well. And her height at the net too definitely presents, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be tough for teams to try to shoot over her and, uh, and Regan Pittman with that, with that height at the front of the net. Um, some tough defense there for sure. And then, you know, you also brought up Taylor Landfair, who uh, number one overall recruit, and she's kind of taking the role that, like, Alexis Hart had last season, kind of filling that spot um, as, a, as an outside hitter. What have you seen from her um, in these first four matches, and, and how has she been, she been playing? She's been playing uh, really well. I think there's been only one match where she hasn't gotten at least eight or nine kills in. Um she played really well in her opener, and then I believe one of the Friday-Saturday matches against Maryland, she actually led the team in kills. You talk about height and uh, difficulty at uh, the net, too. Uh, she's not uh, she's only fourth on the team in blocks, but she's 6'5", so she's going to be somewhat of a problem uh, defensively, too. Uh, what was really interesting, uh, talking with McCutcheon after um, the wins at Maryland, he said she's obviously incredibly talented but she has so much capacity to learn more about how um, to improve just as a volleyball player so um, you know it really helps again adding that third person that can um, really add power with some of their swings uh, in addition to Rollins and Samity but uh, she also just adds um, another element um, on the court and she's really young so obviously she could um, this we could just be seeing the start of something that could be a really great career for the next three years. Right. Yeah. Three more years after this. So definitely can see, uh, see what kind of trajectory that where that goes uh, after this, this season. Um, 
and you know it's going going really well this year like you said you know four games in four wins uh haven't dropped a set and you did mention you know there were some tight sets there where McCutcheon subbed some players in and uh but they've they've managed to come back in every single one of them I guess how would you assess overall the team's performance so far and kind of that like resiliency to be able to come back from some tight sets uh early here in the year well, I think the most important point um, would be what you just kind of said at the end, the resilience resiliency to um, do well in some of these sets where things aren't going well. They kind of pull it out towards the end. Um, the one thing that I thought was interesting um, talking with Melanie Schaffmaster earlier this week was that she thought that one thing that the team has talked about um, and could improve upon throughout the season is bringing a little bit more of their own energy just because um, they're playing in empty pavilions across the country uh, this season. So that's one thing that I think it still shows a lot about how talented this group is because the one thing that was interesting in their first couple of matches against Michigan State was that throughout most of those sets, Minnesota was leading, but Michigan State definitely had a much higher uh energy level so it'll be interesting to notice how those that changes throughout the next few matches the other thing that's um where it'll be a little bit more important um to view not that michigan state or maryland aren't good opponents but the next four weeks for minnesota are really going to be um a good um measuring uh stick for how talented this team is and how far this team could go in postseason play because this weekend they're going to be playing at Purdue, who's ranked number 13 in the country. Then they'll uh, host Penn State, who's number nine in the country. They'll travel to Lincoln to play number four, Nebraska. And then they'll host uh, number 23, Michigan. So obviously four straight ranked opponents um, will be a little bit of a higher uh, test for this team. And it'll be interesting to see if they can actually um, fall in some of those sets uh, early on and then battle their way back like they have in the first four matches. Yeah, it's it's definitely, the Big Ten is not an easy conference for volleyball. I remember talking to McCutcheon last year, um, and, you know, this is last year, so there was non-conference games in this non-COVID season, but, you know, the non-conference games were t- tough. They were playing Texas and Florida and Stanford right off the bat, and I remember asking him about that non tough non conference schedule, and he's he just said, you know, we're going to be playing good teams all year long, so we might as well play good teams in non conference play, you know, as opposed to what you can see in in basketball and football sometimes. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely going to be a fun group to watch, especially against these tough teams coming up. Um, and you know, a lot of this core of this team is still returners um, with. Stephanie Samity, you know, Regan Pittman, CeCe McGraw, Donna Rollins. I mean, how have they been playing and how have they been kind of helping these younger players adjust to these new roles on the team? I think just having a lot of veteran leadership just makes it easier. One, because a player like Landfair, who is coming in as the number one recruit as a freshman, maybe she goes to a different program and she starts immediately whereas she comes to Minnesota and now she's not starting. She's, she's played in most of, if not all of the sets this year, but she's not starting. She's rotating in and out quite a bit. Um, so I think it obviously helps in that regard for the players to still kind of 
also sit back and learn from some of these uh, veterans. As far as uh, Samity and Rollins, it's just clear like how much power they have in um, their swings. There's, I think there were Samity made a couple of plays against Maryland where she had just incredible kills from the back row, which uh, just says a lot about her as a player. They both contribute on uh, defense. Rollins against Maryland had a nice little um, service ace streak against Maryland, and I believe Friday night, maybe it was Saturday, but um, so obviously she's gotten um, good uh, there early on in the season. And then if we're just talking about the veterans in general, um, CeCe McGraw and Reagan Pittman obviously add to that too. Uh, McGraw, what's most impressive and just jumps out watching her is just some of these rally-saving digs that she'll make. Um, sometimes she'll just make them with one hand too, where she'll just kind of pop this, she'll dig a ball out with just one hand and just it'll go flying in the air. And maybe they didn't you know, end up getting the point, but it just kind of saves the rally and I think brings a little bit more of that energy knowing that you have a player who's willing to get on the ground and do something like that. And then Pittman, I don't know if the stat sheet yet really um, highlights how good of a player uh, she is, but she, I mean, the one thing that it does highlight is she's doing a lot of different things on the court, whether it's um, getting some blocks with um, incoming uh, middle blocker uh, Katie Myers. Um, But I think she's going to be a player within the next few weeks. You're really going to see that she is just another one of these really talented players on the team. Right, yeah, and it's got to be different for all these players kind of adjusting to this this COVID season where, I mean, I guess you did get longer to prepare, but who knows what that looked like, you know, if they how much they were really able to do. And, you know, some teams had p- played this fall a little bit too, so that's kind of a all over the place. And, you know, talk about some of McGraw's digs. I, I, I don't know how many games I've watched last year. It's like I have no idea how she got that because there are some you just are um, – just have no idea how anybody could get under. Um, but yeah, I wanted to ask about Adonna Rollins too, because she, towards the end of last season, was playing really well. She'd been playing well all season, but at the end of last year, she really had stepped up, um, made some big plays in some of those playoff matches. Um, has she continued to improve there? And kind of what has she brought to the team in terms of her leadership? I definitely think she has improved um, just from the standpoint of she's been very consistent with um, how many kills she's um, getting each match. Uh, she's also providing um, a spark on defense. Uh, McGraw obviously leads the team in digs, like we had just talked about, but she's uh, second uh, on the team, so she's obviously willing um, to get you know in on that. Um, and uh, one thing that I kind of touched on too was you know, I guess it's hard to tell if it's kind of a fluky thing against a team um, or if it's something that, that I know that talking with them after um, Saturday's match against Maryland, I asked uh, her and McCutcheon if serving was just something that they thought they could exploit against Maryland or if it's something they've been working on. And um, Adana was a big part of that in the first or in the second match, rather. Uh, having like four or five uh, service aces and uh, had a streak of uh, three during it. So I think overall uh, there are definitely those areas where, you know, who knows if the service aces will continue, but if her serve, if she still keeps working on it, that would be a, 
a big key for the Gophers. And then on top of it, if she can continue to just really stay consistent as far as um, attacking the ball, then I think uh, that's going to just add a whole other element that other teams are going to have to try to figure out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the more hitters you have, the harder you are to stop. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun to watch this team throughout the rest of this year. Um, and coming up, you know, we got a couple games this weekend. They'll be playing Purdue, um, a team the Gophers beat twice last season, um, pretty easily. I think three zero and three one. Um, but you know, Purdue is a good team. They're ranked, like you said, ranked number thirteen. I guess what ex- expectations do you have for this weekend and? What do you think about um, Purdue's team and uh, what what they might be able to do against the Gophers? Yeah, I mean, it is early uh, still in the season to know how uh, this team still is ranked uh, in the top 25 as they were in the preseason. They had dropped uh, two matches. I think they got swept both times by Wisconsin, but then they bounced uh, right back and they swept Iowa in two matches. Um Look, if you just looked at uh, the individual statistics um, and for Purdue and compared them to Minnesota, they look somewhat similar to a lot of the uh, other Gophers. But they really, um, where the Gophers are noticeably better, are in uh, key statistics like attack percentage, aces, uh, digs, and blocks. So I'll be interested to kind of just watch and see if Minnesota is able to kind of continue that or now if. They're playing a little bit of a, um, again, not saying that Michigan State or Maryland aren't tough opponents, but uh, they also weren't ranked in the top uh, 25 or top 15. Um, one thing that we had talked about before uh, recording was uh, Cl- Grace Cleveland, I believe you yes. said. And uh, so she's one of Purdue's players to look out for, obviously. Um, but I still think that with the Gophers' talent, um, it's still going to be something uh, tough to handle, uh, even on the road. Yeah, I think it'll be a good kind of first test to see kind of exactly where they are. Um, you know, how, how much of a struggle it will be to get through these sets. Like, you know, obviously I expect the Gophers to kind of come out with a couple wins here, but it'll be interesting to see like exactly how much they are challenged and, and how they respond to it. Um, and I guess from your perspective, do you have any kind of predictions for these matches upcoming this weekend? And is there anybody from the Gophers you think we should watch? Anybody who you think could have a breakout couple matches? I wouldn't be surprised um, if this weekend their uh, winning streak of not just uh, not matches but sets rather comes to an end. Even they've won all twelve of the sets they've played in thus far. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they drop one just because of. Uh, the competition that they are playing this weekend. Um, I, I would still assume that they have uh, two victories, but um, you never know, obviously, with travel um, and uh, things like that. Uh, I, I would say, overall, um, the player to keep an eye out for would kind of be Reagan Pittman, just because I think, you know, she, again, the stat sheet necessarily hasn't been, she hasn't been lighting it up in one particular category, but I think at some point that she's going to, um, you know, have a match where she's going to look uh, really dominant um, just because of how she's played throughout her career at Minnesota. For sure, yeah. And, you know, you look at, like, Purdue's losses, I mean, to Wisconsin. I mean, there's there's no shame. I mean, Wisconsin was another Final Four team last year, and they were uh, – 
they, they're a tough team for sure. So that, that'll be another team to watch out for later in the season. Um, but overall, I think that's, uh, I think that's everything we had for today. Um, I appreciate you joining. Uh, it's been good to chat a little bit about the volleyball team and we'll have to have you on here soon. Uh, maybe a little bit later in the season, we can talk some more volleyball. Yeah, of course. Thanks, Nolan. In other news, Gophers women's basketball team lost 94-68 to the Iowa Hawkeyes, ending what was a three-game winning streak for the group. They will look to bounce back on Sunday when they take on Ohio State in Columbus. After a 20-goal series against Arizona State, the Gophers men's hockey team continued its hot streak, scoring 10 goals and earning the sweep in last weekend's series against Ohio State. This Friday and Saturday, the Gophers will look to continue the streak against border rival Wisconsin when they take on the Badgers at Mariucci. The Gophers women's hockey team will also be taking on their border rivals this Friday and Saturday at Ritter Arena. Number two Minnesota will look to knock off the number one Wisconsin Badgers in this one versus two matchup. The Gophers wrestling team will be back in action on Friday against Illinois, coming off dual wins against Purdue and Rutgers. The Gophers are 4-2 this season in duels and will look to keep some momentum going against the Illini. That's all for this week. Be sure to check our website, mndaily.com, for more extensive coverage and tune in again next week to get the weekly rundown on all things Gopher Sports. Thanks.